Welcome to the C3 Church podcast. Here at church, we are passionate about people and helping them in their walk with God. We hope this Sunday message speaks to you today. We're going to continue on with our series today, RPMS, RPMs, and it's a fantastic series so far. We have a great speaker lined up for today. So why don't we give a warm welcome as Elspeth Darley comes up to the platform to continue our series. Hey, oh, sorry, thank you. Today we're looking at being physical and I just demonstrated it, there we go. <laughs> it is really good to be with us in the room here in Cambridge. Maybe you're watching in Bury. let's give them a cheer. Hey, maybe you're watching in Colchester, let's give them a cheer. Let's give a cheer for those watching in prison as well, hey. And maybe people are watching at Church Online UK. Yay, there we are, very good. And now while we're in the spirit of toing and froing, say to me, let's get physical. Let me hear your body talk. (laughs) See what I did there? Thank you, Olivia Newton-John, for feeding us those lyrics. But it really is um, a great excitement. Uh, I can get quite excited about things, as you may or may not know, to be talking about the physical today. So who's ready for this? Woo, yes, some people are really ready for this. Hopefully you won't be disappointed. But before we get going, I just want to jump straight into the Bible, okay? Who knows why we read the Bible when we gather together on a Sunday morning? I love that, yes. Give us strength for the week. The Bible says of itself that it is good for challenging us, for reproof, for equipping us in every good work for the week ahead. This isn't just a TED talk. I'm not just gonna share some bright ideas with you. You know, maybe put this into action, maybe do this. But we wanna go straight to scripture because we believe in a God who speaks and whose word has been preserved through different authors at different times in the Bible. So when we come and read the Bible, we're positioning ourselves under its authority, saying, speak into our life. So if you're ready for it, let us just pray together before we open the word. Jesus, we open up our body as a sign that we are opening up our spirit, our inner self. Would you speak to us through your word today? We pray in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So we're going to dive straight into the book of 1 Corinthians there's 66 books in the Bible. We're going into the second part of the Bible, into the New Testament. And 1 Corinthians is a letter written by a man called Paul to a group of Christians in a place called Corinth. Now, the reason I'm giving you a bit of spiel here is context is really important. We're looking at this letter uh, on purpose, really. The kind of culture and context of Corinth was it was this cosmopolitan, thriving city. It was, had two ports. So it had lots of sailors, lots of merchants, lots of kind of commerce. In fact, one uh, Bible commentator, a guy called Hunter, described it as Newmarket, Chicago, and Paris, which I thought was an interesting mix of uh, things going on here. But really, because it was such a diverse cosmopolitan city, everyone kind of came and went, did as they pleased. This is my, my own authority. I'm independent. Nobody can tell me what to do. I kind of get on with my things. At the center of Corinth was this, I suppose if you live in the Fens, which is pretty flat, it's like kind of a mountain, but really it's a big hill. And at the top of this hill was a big temple to the goddess Aphrodite. Now, if you're over 18, I'll encourage you to go on Google and do a little kind of understanding about why she gets her name Aphrodite. I won't go into it here, but really she's the goddess of lust and of love and of sexuality, a kind of a body obsession right at the pinnacle of Corinthian culture. 
In fact, we know this temple was really popular because it had a thousand people on staff. I mean, that's a pretty big payroll. A thousand people on staff working at the temple, priestesses, and their role really was to have sex with the worshippers. People would come to this temple and these priestesses would have sex with them as an act then of worshipping this god Aphrodite, worshipping sex and pleasure and the body, being obsessed with it. Down the road, road in Corinth was the Ismian Games as well. It was a bit like the Olympics that were held every two years where you had athletes coming and competing and demonstrating the kind of their athletic prowess. See, the Corinthian culture was very body obsessed, but everyone thought they could do what they wanted. This is my body. Nobody can tell me what to do with it. In some ways, I think the Corinthian culture was very similar to our culture today. So let's tune in to what Paul says to this group of people. Chapter six, maybe you can follow along, it might appear behind me. You were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of God. Paul is basically talking to a group of Christians then who know what it is to encounter Jesus. And he says to them, hey, something has radically shifted in your physical body. Listen to this. He quotes the Corinthians. I've got the right to do anything in my body, you say, but not everything is beneficial. I've got the right to do anything, but I will not be mastered by anything. You say food for the stomach, stomach for the food. I can do what I want in my body. God's going to destroy them both. But Paul says the body, however, is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord. The Lord is meant for the body, for your physical body. By his power, God raised the Lord from the dead, and he will raise us also. Do you not know then that your bodies are members of Christ himself? Shall I then take the members of Christ and unite them with a prostitute? Never. Do you not know that he who unites himself with a prostitute is one with her in body? For it is said the two will become one flesh. But whoever is united with the Lord in a relationship with him is one with Jesus in your physical body and in your spirit. Flee then from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside the body, but whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? Friends, you are not your own. Your physical bodies, if you love Jesus, are not your own because you were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies, with your physical bodies. We're going to start at the end of what Paul says, and he basically, the the crux of his message to the Corinthians is this. Whatever views you have about the body has to be based on this belief that Jesus has bought your body, and therefore, it is not your own. He has united you with him. Say, my arm belongs to Jesus. My legs belong to Jesus. My stomach belongs to Jesus. There we go, you get the idea. So friends, if you are in a relationship with Jesus, you have been united with him, and therefore, your body belongs to him. Now you might say, I don't really remember having a price tag around my neck, going up for auction, when did Jesus buy me? And so this is really important for us, that whatever we believe about the physical body is based on this belief. This is the center, really, of Christianity and Christian faith. We believe that God created humanity in physical form. He got together the dust, he breathed in it with spirit, and he said, your physical body is very good. What an affirmation of our physical bodies at the beginning. 
Humanity then abandoned a relationship with God and we bore the consequences of that separation from God on our body. We get old and sick, our bodies decay and deteriorate. Now God could have said, oh well, you know, you made your bed, now you're lying in it, but he doesn't. What he does is he comes down from heaven. He comes in human flesh, in physical form. He's not half God, half man, he is fully God. He adds to his divinity, humanity or physicality. Again, what an affirmation that God is happy to be in physical form. And he does that so that he can then walk on the earth. He knows what it's like to feel hungry, to feel ill, to feel tired, to go to the toilet, to be hugged, to laugh. He knows what it's like to be in the human body. And he does that. The physicality is so important in Christianity. We sang about it this morning. We took communion because Jesus died in his body to buy back our bodies, to buy back the whole of us not just our spirit or our soul or our hearts, but our whole physical self, his body for our body. There was a swap, there was an exchange that occurred. And we believe that three days later, Jesus physically rose again from the dead. It wasn't a ghost. He didn't just kind of appear to people, you know. Instead, he says, hey, touch my scars. I'm gonna eat with you. I'm gonna drink with you. I'm gonna laugh with you. You can see me. And yet at the same time, in his body that had been resurrected, Suddenly, he wasn't impaired by his injuries anymore. He wasn't bleeding everywhere. He wasn't, ow, don't touch me. There was something made new and renewed about his body. And then, just listen to this. This kind of blows my mind. Jesus then, weeks later, goes to heaven in his physical form. Again, it wasn't, he didn't drop dead. His body was on earth and his spirit went up. No, no, no. Christians believe that there is a physical person right now in the presence of God. And as he does it, there's an invitation to all of us that when we die in this life, our bodies will be raised like Jesus's, and we too will join him as physical beings. We're not gonna be playing harps on clouds in some kind of ghostly form. We're gonna be physical. We're gonna be eating and drinking. This is the heart of the Christian message. And based on that, Paul is saying to the Corinthians, therefore, your body has been bought. God made it, he bought it back to himself, and now he wants to live in it. This belief, this statement cut right into the heart of Corinthian culture. And it does right in our culture, where we say, you know what, these are my reproductive choices. I can express myself in my body however I want to. In fact, there's a Miley Cyrus lyric, I'll just confess, okay, sorry, but I actually quite like some of her songs. But there's one of her songs, you may know her as Hannah Montana. Anyway, there's one of her songs and it says, I can do what I want, I can kiss who I want, I can screw who I want. Sorry to be a bit explicit there, but. There's this belief, isn't it, that this is my body, I can do what I want with. And Paul says this, the stomach for the food, food for the stomach, both are gonna you know, be destroyed, so do what I want in my body. And Paul says, no, why? Because your lips belong to God. Your reproductive organs belong to God. If you are a Christian, you have been united with him. And that should radically shift the way that we view about our body. There's a second hard-hitting implication of this, which is you may have a problematic relationship with your body. Maybe you treat it with contempt, ah, whatever, I'll just eat what I want, eh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I'll drink what I want, I'll smoke, I'll do whatever. I'll treat my body however I want, it doesn't really matter. What matters, you know, is my relationship with God, my heart with, with God, you know, my, my theological beliefs, that's all that matters. The heart of Christianity is, no, 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 your body belongs to Jesus. What are you uniting him with? The other spin on that then is some of you have an actively dislike of your body. You will intentionally harm it. That could be any kind of self-harming behaviors, undernourishing your body, withholding good things from your body. 
It could be other self-harming behaviors. And friends, it's so important that you know Jesus bore our punishment in his blood body so that we don't have to. I remember, um, <laughs> time to be a bit vulnerable, but I remember when I was doing my first year of undergrad uh, down in London, and I was going to church, uh, but I just felt really disconnected, disconnected from people, friends, disconnected from God, even disconnected from myself. And to be honest, I was happy, you know, there's a real downer on myself as a person, my physical form. And it was one Sunday, I was just stood in worship, and I just said, it was a bit like I was calling kind of customer services with my complaints. Ah, oh, God, why did you do this? I just, I've got all these questions. Um, and to be honest, the biggest one, it's gonna sound incredibly vain, but the biggest one was, God, why did you give me this nose? Now, you're gonna look at my nose, I'm aware that I've just brought that on myself. But for me, at that point, if I'm really honest, that was a stumbling block, because I put so much meaning on how my nose looked. Oh God, if it was a bit smaller, if my nostrils weren't so large, you, could, you know, all this stuff. And it was a stumbling block for me, and it was, made me disgruntled. God, why did you make my physical body like this? And I left that there, kind of hung up in customer services. <laughs> and then the following week, I think it was the Monday, it might have been later that week, I went to, um, it, it was kind of a home group, I suppose. So I got the tube to this person's house, and it was a bit of a one-off because other people from the church had come and we sung some songs to Jesus. And at the end of it, this guy comes over to me. I'd never seen him before. And he said, oh, I went to Starbucks today and I felt God tell me to write a letter. And I had no idea who it was for, but I just you know, kind of obeyed God. I wrote it. And tonight God told me it's for that girl over there. So I kind of thought, oh, here we go. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> I'll read that on the tube on the way home. And when I'm on the tube, I, I burst into tears and I start laughing. So I was one of those creepy people on the underground in London <laughs> with lots of stuff going on for me. Because verbatim, almost kind of paragraph by paragraph, God was addressing each of these complaints that I'd rung him up with. And the thing that really hit me the hardest was this line and it just said, do you know that God likes your nose? If God is happy to be united with your members, it means he affirms them. It means he likes the skin that you are in. He has made you, Psalm 139 says, I have knitted you together in your mother's womb. It's not an accident that you've got this DNA and this DNA and whoa, this has come out. No, no, friends, God has put you in the flesh for such a purpose. You have been designed for a reason. And some of you need to make peace with the skin that you are in. Back in the 20th century in the UK, there was a lady called Amy Carmichael, and she was born with really dark eyes, olive skin, dark hair, into a family of everyone who had you know, white blonde hair, very pale skin, bright blue eyes. And she said she used to pinch her brother so that he would cry, because when he cried, his eyes would go really, really blue, and she was in awe, and she was so jealous and angry. God, why have you not given me this particular physical appearance? Fast forward a couple of decades, and she's living in India. She's opened an orphanage, and you can Google her, images of her dressed in kind of local dress. 35 books later, she's there doing the purposes of God in her physical flesh, flesh that God has preordained, that he has put her in. He knitted her together to look like a certain way for his purposes. Some of you need to make peace with your body. Your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. That means if God is happy to be united with you in your flesh, you need to be happy with the flesh that you are in. You are holy, you are sacred, and you are set apart for a purpose. The question then is how do we flourish in the body? If God has designed us and we are now united with him, how are we called to flourish in this life? 
Because let's be honest, our bodies can get us into trouble. The Bible is really clear. It says we can have proud eyes, eyes that lust after things, eyes that covet or desire things, more and more and more stuff. I'm not happy with what I got. I want all of this. Feet that run to evil, minds that plot evil as well. Our bodies can get us into troubles. How is it that we are to steward this physical form, glorify and honor God in the body? Because when we do that, our bodies will flourish. Here's four things. The first one then comes straight from the passage that we've read. I will not be mastered by anything. 1 Corinthians 6.12, I will not be mastered by anything. Friends, if you love Jesus, you have a master. Your body is to serve Jesus. It is not to serve your drug addiction. It is not to be at the mercy of your desire for lust or to masturbate or to get drunk. In fact, we talk about being under the influence, don't we? Where we say, actually, if I drink lots of alcohol, if I take kind of this drugs or whatever it is, you know what, then I'm under its influence. I have chosen for myself another master. And God says, no, 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 Jesus is your master. He's gonna be the one to fill you with the spirit so that you can be confident in social settings. He's the one who's gonna empower you to have fun. Don't be under the influence because you have a master. Is there something that is demanding your attention? Is there something that is waging war for you and your body kind of can't help it? I want more of this. The second point then is 1 Corinthians chapter nine. What do we do if we've identified that our body is kind of failing us and actually our body's in control of us and we end up doing stuff that we don't really wanna do but it's what our body wants. 1 Corinthians nine says we discipline our body and we keep it under control. What that means is, ah, if I want this and I want this, no, 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 I practice discipline. I take that self-control, I bring back the reins in and I redirect it, this is my master over here. A real practical example was about two years ago, I found myself um, in worship and prayer and my automatic thought life would start thinking a bit about clothes and be thinking, oh, I wonder if Zara's got a sale on, kind of automatically just scrolling, oh, look, I'm buying clothes on here. You know, I'd wake up in the night, I'd be feeding my daughter and just kind of, oh, what can I buy? Because for me, you know, and it kind of became this thing where I just automatically started doing it. I wanted to feel a certain way in particular clothes and I realized, you know what, this is having a bit of a hold over me my physical appearance, how I'm looking, how I feel in my body. And so I decided, you know what, I need to, to be disciplined, I need to take back a bit of control of this and say, no, 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 my desire, my appearance isn't my master, Jesus is my master, and therefore I'm gonna fast fashion. So for a couple of months, I just said, I'm not gonna buy anything, I'm not gonna buy anything new. And then after a couple of months, I said, I'm only gonna buy kind of reused, you know, or secondhand items. And I felt God really do a work at me and a deeper work, and that, friends, is also one of the reasons we fast food. We say, you know what, I can consume more and more and more and I can always have more and I can kind of think, oh, what's for dinner and where am I gonna go? And my thought life can be all about what I'm eating. My body wants all of this stuff. But friends, appetite isn't our master, Jesus is. And so we discipline our flesh, we discipline our body and we take self-control. Now friends, this isn't a message about shape and size. Some of us are controlled by our desire for control. So there's many people who feel absolutely awful if they've not done a run today. Oh my goodness, I didn't do a run yesterday. Ah, Because it feels like, you know, I, I, my body, my needs, I need to really, you know, focus in what I'm taking and what I'm consuming. And God says, no, 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 I'm in control. Your need for control isn't. You are not in control of your body any longer. Be disciplined, self-control. The third one then, how do we flourish, is rest. Pastor Steve spoke about this about two weeks ago. He spoke about the importance of sleep. 
God, when he created our physical form, said, hey, here's a really great ratio. For every sixth day that you're being physically active, working, putting your mind to something, using your hands, you need one day of rest, switch off, unplug. And that day is not about catching up on your personal life admin. It's not about doing the, your clothes washing and checking your inbox. No, 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 it's putting those things aside. And really, rest is a form of fasting. It is fasting from your work and saying, you know what? My work isn't my master. My home life and my to-do list and my chores isn't my master, Jesus is. And so when we actively switch off, we're saying, God, you are in control of my success at work. You are in control of my grades and the doors that open in response to it. Again, when I was studying, I had exams coming up and I remember being so stressed about this. I had this, I was in denial, but I, I had this recurring nightmare most nights that the walls were caving in on me. I had tingly kind of face, I was very stressed. And so the temptation for me then was, right, I need to, to throw everything in all hours of the day, you know, do multiple hours, study, 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 because my future is in my hands. And actually rest was a form of discipline and self-control, saying, no, 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 what? God is in control of my future. And I'm going to use my physical form and my body as a declaration, God, that you are in control of these exams. I can work hard the rest of the week, but you are in control. It is dependent on you. And then the final point, then, how do we flourish? And this one is the most important ones. I'd love it if the band could come up kind of at this point, is this. We flourish in the physical as temples of the Spirit of God by being empowered by the Spirit of God. He empowers us. We totally believe, we totally believe that healing, miraculous healing can happen in our bodies in the here and now. But we also have to admit that the majority of us will see healing, in fact, all of us will see healing the other side of this life. I'll no longer need glasses, I'll no longer have asthma, I'll no longer kind of have dodgy knees and, and painful joints, I'll no longer have disease, I'll no longer weep with sadness and suffering. So while we totally believe God can heal now, how do we flourish when there are aches and pains, when our body does fail us? How do we glorify God in our bodies when we know sin and sickness and pain in our bodies? There was another letter that Paul wrote to the Corinthians some later on. In the Bible, it's in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. And Paul says this about himself, a thorn was given me in my flesh. Oh, pain in my body. Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. Oh God, heal me, get rid of this pain in my body. But God said to me, Paul, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is perfect in your weakness. God is not just glorified in our bodies through healing. He can be glorified in our bodies through suffering, through pain, through deterioration in our bodies. He can be glorified so that we become so reliant on his power, on his Holy Spirit, the Bible says, how do we flourish? We stay united with the Holy Spirit because when we do, it produces love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. It's not just about hard work, must discipline myself. No, it's about welcoming the Holy Spirit into our life, doing life with him, knowing reliance on him. He's the one that will give us joy and peace in our bodies when we're feeling anxious. 
He's the one who gives us patience and endurance to stick with therapy that's helping us with our addiction. He's the one that gives us self-control when we are really tempted to take back control of our bodies. I wonder where your head's at. I've said a lot of things today. We've covered a lot. I wonder what's happening for you then and right now, maybe even in your bodies. I wonder if God is bringing to mind some stuff that you need to put back into balance. I'd love it if the prayer team could come forward here, not just in Cambridge, but also in Barrie and Colchester. I'd just love to invite the prayer team to come to the front so that we can all respond to something together. If you know God is doing something with you, I'd love to take this moment just to mark it and say, you know what, from today, I'm gonna just do something. I'm gonna make a decision about how I'm gonna take back control and give it over to God. Maybe some of you need to invite the Holy Spirit afresh into your body so that serving God as your master doesn't feel like such hard work, so that you feel empowered to make the right choice. If you're watching Church Online UK, stay with us, and then in a moment you can join with others online for prayer. We're gonna sing a song over you in the next moment, but just lean into God. If there is something that God is doing in your heart, maybe some of you need to make peace with the body and the skin that you are in. Maybe you feel criticized and attacked by other people about the skin you're in, and you need to know afresh that God says, I see you, all beautiful you are, my beloved created with purpose. I'd love it if we could all just stand together in this moment as a sense of unity, as a sense of us physically responding to God. And if you want prayer in this moment, if you wanna say, yeah, I need that fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit, come forward. There's nothing to be ashamed about. If you say, I need to make peace with my body because I've been treating it pretty badly. I've been undernourishing it. I've been treating it with contempt. Come forward. If you say, you know what, I'm, I've been subject and I've submitted myself to, to things and to impulses and desires that are not God's, come forward, just respond to that. If some of you say, you know what, today I, I need to make a decision to do something differently, come forward. Let me just pray. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are here now, that you want to meet with and encounter my friends here in the room, in other locations, online. <laughs> you want them to know that he has bought your body and we need to respond to that reality. Again, I'm just gonna invite you, if, if that is you, if you know that God is saying something to you right now, just come, let's not wait. Some of us need to say, sorry, God, I'm sorry for treating my body in a way that doesn't honor you. Romans 12 says, in view of God's mercies, we offer our physical body as a sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. This is our spiritual act of worship. You wanna engage your spirit? Give your body over to Jesus. You wanna know the nearness of Jesus and his reality in your life? Give your body over to Jesus. There's not gonna be a kick out song today. This is it. 
If you know that you need prayer, come, respond. <laughs> it's between you and Jesus. Yeah. Just feel free to move around. Just do business with God. <laughs> Offer our bodies as a living sacrifice, our physical selves to God. It's holy. It's the holy thing to do. It's pleasing to God. Some of you just need to declare right now in the spirit, you are God and I am not. <laughs> this body belongs to you. It doesn't belong to my boyfriend. <laughs> it belongs to you, Jesus. Mm. Yeah, Holy Spirit, more of you. If you feel God moving in you, just nudge the person next to you. Just pray together. Come forward for prayer. Pray with one another. It's the most natural thing to do. Use your body to engage. I'm using my arms, lifting my arms as a sign of, God, I want more of you. I want more of you in my bodies. Some of you need physical healing. Just respond to that. God, would you heal me in my body now? Would you be glorified in my flesh? Lean into God for that. Yeah, good. That's good. If you're watching in Colchester, Berry, Church Online, I'm gonna hand you over to your locations now. For those of us in this room, just keep pressing into God. Just focus in on Him. Don't look at me. <laughs> I can't do much for you in your physical body, but Jesus can. You are a temple of the Holy Spirit. Pray for those who are responding. Oh God, we give ourselves back to you. Yeah. He wants your hands. <laughs> going to look different for you this week ahead? How are you going to honour God in your body the rest of this week? Some of you don't know the mercy of God. Some of you have never given your body over to Jesus and said, you know what, this is the rational thing to do for a God who gave his body for me. If that's you as well, I'm, yeah, I'm going to pray for you now that you would encounter Jesus, that you would be united with him, that your body would come under his rule and his reign. For those of you who aren't responding at the moment, I'd love it if we all prayed together this. And maybe you're gonna pray this for the first time. Maybe you're gonna pray this as a way of recommitting your whole self to God, holy and acceptable to him. And then after we've prayed this prayer, I'm gonna ask you to raise your hand so that we can celebrate with you. <laughs> that we can chat to you afterwards, that we can do this life together. Yeah? Yeah, so let's just pray if you're not being ministered to at the moment. Repeat after me, Jesus, thank you for making me and loving me. I'm sorry that I abandoned you. Today I want to be united with you my body is yours fill me up help me live for you amen did anyone pray that for the first time or just a sense of yeah i need to do this afresh today anyone do that just raise your hand give me a wave thank you fantastic fantastic oh god is rejoicing he's so happy he has brought back yes yeah thank you amazing 
Oh, Father, would you continue the work that you are doing today? Let people go from here changed and transformed, knowing that they have been united with Jesus. If you've just responded, your body is not yours. The Holy Spirit wants to live in it. That is how you will flourish. That is how you will know love and joy and peace and patience and self-control and kindness. There's no rush. If you want to continue responding, there's a prayer team available. Come and do that. Stay where you are, press into God. Respond how you want to. Otherwise, it's so good seeing you today and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Thank you for listening to the C3 podcast. If this message has spoken to you today in some way, we would love to know. Reach out to us at hello at the c3.uk. And if you want to extend the reach of what we do here, why not consider giving by going to the c3.uk forward slash giving. And as always, subscribe to our channel and share this episode with a friend. We hope to see you soon.